This is The Harness Habit. I've got all your best bets for The Harness this week. Tune in. Last week we managed to get home a few winners, but we did see Highgrove flop and uh, self Shaw didn't run too good either. So the cup races all go this year. I don't know who's winning, but it looks to be the first competitive cup race for many, many years. So let's continue to build some momentum as we edge closer and closer to cup week. This week we've got another super busy set of meetings in New Zealand, uh, including the famous Kaikoura meetings on Sunday and Monday. They only host meetings there once a year, but last year due to COVID they are held at Annington. So it's it's good to be back um, by that majestic seaside racetrack. Let's hope we get some good weather and uh, I'm sure we can hopefully tip you into a few winners. First things first though, Thursday at Invercargill, race number six, bowl them over. Bit of a unit here, this fella. Uh, he's been running home from niggly draws in his last two. He gets Barry one, he gets Matthew Williamson. Um, and I've talked to him and he's pretty confident he can get this horse off the gate. Uh, Nathan Williamson's horse drawn out in Barry three or four, the filly, the two-year-old, looks pretty handy as well. Um, so it could be a good Quinella chance, but depending on the bookmakers and what they get, you can shop the uh, the place price, which I'm pretty confident in, or you can have a little wee go on the nose. But uh, blinds go on for him on Thursday, so bowl them over should be there or thereabouts. There's only one there that I like to uh, punt on, so we'll move straight to Friday afternoon where the grass, uh, the very next day, Friday afternoon on the grass track at Meffin, and we're starting off in race number two, Moe Shard. She was an expensive little girl, uh, bought for a decent sum of money. She showed some talent, but uh, last start she hung outwards and refused to get down to the pegs for Jim Curden. No gear changes to correct this, but she wouldn't be lining up if they haven't fixed that trait. So she sat parked uh, last start at Meffin and ran a brave third in behind Valiant Angel. Looks a pretty good type going forward. Um, she's got another handy draw. If she crosses the horse in one, I expect her to be in front the whole way. Over the mile, she should be winning. Then we go to race number three, Champagne Nen. Massive run last start on the grit. Uh, has ran fourth in the last two, including a fourth on the grass track here at Meffin. Was again unlucky there, held up. She just keeps getting uh, held up. So she has a favorable draw here. Gets John Dunn to do the steering for Bob, but stables in form. Um, get me involved and get up. Race number seven, times are changing each way. Loves the grass. Is fourth up and with John Dunn on the bike. Gets a decent barrier draw. Um, he can likely likely slot into the running line and then be able to come with one run and, and storm home. This is a very even-looking field. We do have, you know, John Dunn's hands. He helps them get a couple extra lengths and hopefully can just slot into the running line and, and steam over the top, or at least be running into the top three. So good each-way chance there in race number seven. Times are changing. Then we go to Friday night at Cambridge up in the Waikato. Uh, race number two, Flying Colours. Each way here, maybe nose bet, which well, depends again on the odds. Uh, when I record this, the odds aren't out, so it's pretty hard to uh, map. But um, this Vincent Gelding looks a flashy type, gets a decent alley. I expect Lydia's art to come out for a look, who's just drawn on the inside of us, but uh, it's not a superstar horse. So Andrew po- Andre Potama would be pretty much ludicrous not to hand up if he was challenged by Flying Colours. Uh, our last start was uh, pretty solid when we hit the line hard. If we could find the top and dictate the speed, we should be definitely running in three so it's probably going to be a good each way chance not too sure on the quote you're getting there but should be going a good race then race number four uh diamond mountain another tony hurley he trained here tony cameron to do the driving for tony hurley he um on friday night but they're decent looking filly never got any clear racing room on debut uh, and she was doing her best work late uh, in the piece and past the line so this maiden looks very weak and and the right sit she could storm over the top of them if she isn't too far back in the running line then we go to race number five, Mickey Knoll. 
He has been super since winning his maiden. Has uh, raced behind some pretty good horses. Sectionals have been rapid. He hasn't had much luck at all. He's been running into walls late in the piece, and he's unlucky not to have another win under his belt, to be honest. Gets barrier two. If he rolls forward and finds a top, he will be very hard to run down. So Mickey Knowles should be getting up um, on Friday night. Then we move to Saturday in Australia. There's a lot of group ones there at Menangle on the Saturday night. Um, and we're going to go to race number seven, a group one over the mile majestic cruiser. $4 into $3.80 already. This horse gets a massive draw reversal here and was pretty good uh, when running home under lightning fast sectionals last start. He's got a huge engine. He can roll forward and dictate this field, and he should be running in the top two, um, if not winning this this race on Saturday night. So Majestic Cruiser, I think he might be nom for the cup. If he wins that, he might be a very late uh, playing over for the cup. I'm not too sure about that, but, yeah, he's a, he's a good horse, and he should be getting the chocolates there or being close to it. So then we go to race number eight. Uh, I'm not too sure if this, and this might be another group one, but high voltage. He's a Queenslander. He came down um, and ran at Menangle last week. And he's been flying, and he set up a 149-mile rate at Menangle last week um, behind the horse that's actually drawn barrier one. Um, so that's the short price favorite again, and these probably should be Quinellering again. So high voltage to come off the, the gate fast, get to the top, and $2.20 for the top three early doors and 17 for the win. You can probably have a wee nibble on the nose, but mainly just a, a place there. He will just keep rolling at Menangle, and you know I like to follow horses that can keep rolling along. Um, then we move to Kaikoura, back to New Zealand on Sunday. Um, God, it's a beautiful coastal track. It's just magnificent uh, that they're racing there again. Um, I missed it last year, and it's good to see that they're back. And then we're going to go to race number two on Sunday, Kawi. Standing start here, but we stick with the pattern of uh, this podcast, and that's following the safe hands of John Dunn. And this horse has been running in behind some genuine types. Um, sat parked, actually, in behind one over the line. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty much a really good effort, only like two lengths off the eventual winner. So I think Carl Weiss, drawn inside the other um, feel the moment, the Yesberg train runner, there's, there's a bit of raps about that horse. But uh, obviously we can step to the front and then maybe hand up to that. We could get it up the passing lane. So, yeah, happy to be with Carl Wee, race number two. Then we move to race number six, Get Back. Um, she's been really brave and she races – uh, finally from an inside draw and John Dunn, I'm, I've tipped him out. He's driving about all of these horses that I'm tipping out. Actually, I think uh, he knows this girl. He's driven her before. She knows, he knows she's tough. So if she finds the top from barrier two, she will just keep trucking all day and fill the top three. Um, then we move to Monday at Kaikoura cup day. How good we're starting off um, with smoking Bandar and race number seven. Go the grey, super run in his last two. Um, he's just a workhorse, and he's got a nice barrier draw. If he steps and he leads, he runs him along, and he's got 15 metres on the superstar, so he will make them earn it. If he if he steps cleanly away and literally dictates the tempo, he there's no way he doesn't run top three. The way he's going, oh, he's got to be very close to winning this race. Um, don't know how, what price we're going to get for him, but... God, I, I, I want to get up the grey and, you know, yell him home because that'll be a good special win. Race number eight, the very next one, Anything Goes. Same mentality as uh, Smoking Bantar here. Got the handicap on the other horses to the advantage of us here. Um, and last start second to Krug. It was massive. Sectionals were great. Matty Williamson to do, to, do the steering. Um, 
he knows this horse has got ability and can roll them along in front and uh, be a good cha- chance of taking this out um, with the no handicap. So anything goes and uh, smoking band are to, re- to win those, uh, their respective uh, group three races, I believe they are. Then we go to race number 10 on the Monday, Sweet Diamond for the win. To finish off the weekend, NZHR have given everyone a present due to the barrier draws. This filly should be winning. Might be a cheeky $2 quote maybe, but then again, they might give us a sixty. Fucking who knows? So being optimistic here, but this girl launched out of the gate at Addington last start, secured the run on the leaders back and got up the passing lane to win. So uh, sort of same tactics here, but maybe just run them along in front and uh, should be winning the, the last of the day and it'd be a nice little present to end the weekend on. And then... We just get closer and closer to Cup Week. So hopefully there's a few winners in here this week, and I will see you next week on the next episode of The Harness Habit.